Hello, and welcome to show number 2309 of Eyes on Success, a weekly program covering a wide variety of topics of interest to people with vision loss. I'm Nancy Goodman Torpy. And I'm Pete Torpy. What sometimes happens is that uh, patients who will go to uh, a low vision provider in the office will have an exam done in a very, very brightly lit room, and they'll be given a very, very white chart with very, very dark letters to read, and it's like the maximum conditions for an eye test. But when they get home, they don't have those bright overhead lights that they have in the doctor's office, and they don't have a, a high contrast chart they're trying to read. They're trying to read a newspaper, which is very low contrast. Wouldn't it be great if you test out some of these assistive devices in your own environment at home? Well, that's what today's show is all about. We'll speak with Timothy Gels, Director of Marketing for Eschenbach Optic of America, about their tele-low vision service, where you can get low vision aids prescribed remotely. But first for our tip of the week. This week's tip comes from Timothy Gels. For those that are looking for assistance, uh, there certainly are different drug treatments for many of the eye diseases or the solutions like surgery. But oftentimes, they don't go far enough to help patients meet their goals. And so keep in mind that low vision care and low vision devices can help boost the outcome and allow people to improve their quality of life and to perform many of those tasks. So uh, I always encourage people to you know, keep with it if they, they do find someone that isn't familiar with the service or haven't heard about it to uh, again, check out, for example, like our website and encourage them to encourage their provider uh, to reach out to us to uh, offer the service that they can get through them. It always helps to be your own advocate and to know what additional options are available. Support for Eyes on Success is provided by Insight.org, N-S-I-T-E dot O-R-G, the first organization to provide a continuum of employment services that connect employers with talented, dedicated people who are blind or have low vision to meet their workforce needs. Insight, a vision for talent. You are listening to Eyes on Success. Success, 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 success. Let's start by meeting Tim. My name is Timothy Gels, and I'm the Director of Marketing for Eschenbach Optic of America. And that's a German company, but you're Director of Marketing for North America? Exactly. So Eschenbach Optic of America is a subsidiary of the company that's based in Germany, which is actually a worldwide company, Eschenbach is. Um, but our international headquarters are in Nuremberg, Germany. But yes, I work out of the U.S. Uh, North American headquarters. So most of our listeners have some form of vision loss. Do you? I do not, uh, fortunately. And how did you get into this field? So I used to work in the kind of pharmaceutical industry for a while, and I've always had a inkling to stay close to kind of a medical product background. I was a biology major in college and was thinking about going into medical school, and uh, that didn't work out. So I decided to still stay close to the kind of medical arena. So what intrigued me about uh, working for Eschenbach was it being a medical product company uh, allowed me to use a lot of the science background because uh, we need to understand the underlying eye pathologies that cause vision loss, really to be able to work with our customers and help them find solutions for the patients who do have vision loss. 
Support for Eyes on Success is made possible in part by our corporate partners. Find out more about partnership opportunities by sending an email to hosts at eyesonsuccess.net. This week's focus topic is Eschenbach Optics Remote Service to help people select and obtain appropriate low vision aids, all from the comfort of their home. Tim, for people who haven't heard of Eschenbach Optic before, maybe you can give us a quick summary of how long the company's been around and generally what they do before we get into some details. Sure. The international headquarters was founded back in 1913, um, but our U.S. Um, subsidiary was started in 1983, and Eschenbach, in essence, is a manufacturer of high-quality magnification and vision-enhancing products. So by that, I mean, well, magnification devices, those would be things like reading glasses and handheld magnifiers, stand magnifiers, video magnifiers, uh, monoculars, telescopes, uh, lamp magnifiers. And then the second part of what we offer, the vision-enhancing products, those include contrast-enhancing eyewear, tinted filters, basically, and glare-reducing eyewear, and also task lighting. We also make a number of different charts and diagnostic kits for eye care and vision rehab professionals who offer low vision care as a service. I guess since the early 1900s, a lot of that technology has really changed, and there's some interesting new ways of helping people with their vision issues. There is. It's interesting. There are, though, some that uh, we've been around for a long time. I mean, basically kind of this category of low vision devices, um, these products are either considered optical in nature or kind of electronic. So a lot of the optical products, the lenses, as in reading glasses and magnifiers, in some ways have stayed the same, but in other ways have advanced a lot in terms of the coatings that get put on them. Uh, for example, Aschenbach has a proprietary coating they put on their lenses called Ceratec coating, which makes the plastic lenses nearly glass hard, and it helps reduce scratching. And so there's some advances even within the optical products, uh, new types of lenses. For example, diffractive lenses is something that we've pioneered as a company, and that allows us to make lenses much thinner than normal, so they're not as big and heavy. Uh, and of course, within the electronic magnifier section, there's been lots of uh, advances in that category, too. What particularly caught our attention about your organization is not only the fact that you make all these assistive devices for people with vision issues, but that you make some of this available remotely. Yeah. So it turned out that, um, well, I guess it was back in about 2020 in the heat of the COVID pandemic that we heard from our customers who are eye care professionals and vision rehab professionals that they basically weren't seeing their vision impaired patients and not able to offer the low vision care that they uh, want to provide and that the patients actually needed. So a lot of the general medical community was um, starting to use telehealth, and we were trying to figure out a way to use telehealth but recognize some of the challenges that face practitioners and their vision impaired patients. So we were able to put together a program that we call our house call system, and uh, we called it that. Actually, it's spelled the German houseway, H-A-U-S, but house call playing on the, I don't know, I guess the Dr. Welby kind of theme back in the, the old days on TV was that TV show and Dr. Welby made house calls to their patients. And we decided to kind of build on that theme and create a telehealth system for low vision, basically a tele-low vision program 
uh, that would allow the practitioners, the low vision practitioners, to be able to provide the service uh, to their patients who need it. Uh, because, of course, you know, low vision care as a service, it's really, it's transformational for those that have vision loss. It allows them to be able to be independent again, be able to do things on their own, uh, and that provides the ability to offer a much higher quality of life and a safer life, too. So uh, we want to make sure that we were able to kind of put this all together into a system that would not only benefit the practitioner and being able to offer the service still remotely uh, during COVID uh, and also help the end users, the patients. And in fact, once we started working on this, we realized that it wasn't just an issue with um, a pandemic, um, but a number of people who are impaired live in remote areas and have been for a while having difficult times finding a person that can offer them low vision care. So I thought, well, maybe this is an application that would allow them to finally be able to get the care that they need. And also in Northern climates, uh, in the winter, snow and ice is uh, a big issue. And a lot of patients don't want to drive on that. And so they'll put off and put off their exams to much later time and not be able to benefit from the low vision care service that they could be getting. And then lastly, there's always an ongoing issue with transportation uh, for patients who are vision impaired who don't drive again. So they're already having their son or daughter take time off to take them to the dermatologist, to the internist, to the dentist, all these other appointments. And it's just one more thing that they have a challenge with. So for all those kind of reasons, we kind of put together our uh, telehealth program to help address all those needs. Well, and in general, low vision practitioners are pretty far apart. They're hard to find. Even your primary care eye providers don't even know where they are. We just asked our eye doctor, you know, where could we find a low vision optometrist in the Denver area? He's like, well, I'm really not sure. There might be one over there. Yeah. You know, it, it's hard to find them. So having a remote service like that is terrific. Yes, and it is sometimes a challenge to find a, a low vision practitioner um, in uh, communities. And so, yeah, this was meant to kind of supplement that and make it a little bit easier for people to provide them the service that can help them. Can you describe how this remote service works? Sure. So basically, it's a two-part program. So the idea is that the low vision provider basically will identify a patient that they know that either doesn't want to come into the office or can't because of travel issues or transportation issues or live in a remote area, et cetera. And then they will have us, Eschenbach, send a first kit, which we call a diagnostic kit, sent to their patient's home. And the idea is that that would be used for this initial low vision exam for them to conduct uh, remotely. And the kit arrives at the patient's home and basically the doctor's office or the vision rehab professional will then call the patient at the normal exam time, come on the phone and then have them open up that kit. There's actually a video we have that shows how to open up the kit if the practice wants to share that with the patient in advance, or they can just walk them through it over the phone. And take a lot of effort to make sure that the kits, uh, both this first one, which is the diagnostic kit, and the second one, which is the product kit that I'll talk about in a second, are as easy as possible to use for someone who has a vision impairment. So for example, the case that it comes in as a hard plastic case does have a lock on it, but it's not a dial lock, it's not a key lock, it's a directional lock where you kind of tap a little circle in the center of the lock to the left or the right or up and down in a certain sequence and it opens it up. So it can be just done by touch in a tactile manner. Then once it's opened up, there's an iPad inside and uh, the iPad has a magnetic stand that the patient can just stick on very easily. 
and we've highlighted the on-off switch on the iPad. Uh, we then only have one app on there, and that's the app that's used, the screen sharing app for the exam, the appointment. And the idea is that the doctor's office or the television provider is on the phone with the patient, helping them to kind of get things set up that way. And then uh, once they have it set up and they've joined the meeting and the television provider has joined the meeting, they'll hang up the phone and then they can talk through the, the tablet and uh, the doctor or the television provider will then join from their computer in their office, or maybe they're working from home too. This presumes that people already have a low vision specialist they're working with, and you're providing these resources so they don't have to go back and forth to the office for multiple visits, and this interaction is with the people from that office? Yes. It's all kind of driven by the low vision provider contacting us first with a patient who they have in mind, either a new patient or it may be an established patient that is maybe having a follow-up appointment after a certain period of time. So this is the diagnostic stage of the program where you're kind of checking the person's vision and assessing how you might be able to help them. Exactly. And so what they'll do is in the kit, and, and the low vision provider has a copy of what's in the first product kit as well, and there's three components to it. And the first is a near acuity chart. That's then used to help the low vision provider get an idea of what the patient's acuity is and about what magnification level would be needed uh, to accomplish their tasks, which obviously the first thing that they would probably do in the exam is basically chat with the patient first to find out, okay, gosh, you know, why did you contact me? Uh, what kind of issues are you having difficulty with? What kind of goals do you have in mind that you'd like to accomplish? All these sorts of things which are very helpful for the practitioner to then be able to figure out, okay, which device is going to be best for that particular task for this patient. And so they collect that information verbally first, then they will jump into that acuity stage where they have the patient take out the near acuity card. And actually there is a, a string we've attached. That's the exact distance away that the person's supposed to hold it from their eyes so that it's accurate. And so we try to make it, that's another one of these things we tried to do to make it as easy as possible for the end user is to just hold the string one end to your eye and then um, stretch out the string till it's taut, and that's the distance you hold the reading chart. And of course, the beauty with the iPad is that the low vision writer can be watching the patient and making sure, oh yeah, well, hold on a minute, Tim, the chart's kind of too close and the string's kind of dipping. Hold that taut again, make sure you're holding it the right distance away. So they can be observing the patient as they're doing the, the reading of the chart. And so they'll read the chart, the big letters first, and go down as far as they can. The doctor has a copy of the chart in there exam room and they're making notes about about how far down that person read so they have an idea of what the acuity is and that's the the first part of the, the diagnostic step you're talking about visual acuity which covers a range anywhere from 2020 all the way to no vision at all but your products mm -hmm. must cover a range that's between there because somebody with perfect vision doesn't need it and for somebody with no vision it wouldn't help what range do you cover? That's true. Um, and it, it really kind of depends on the task uh, that the patient's trying to accomplish. So yes, Eschenbach Optic makes basically products for low vision, right? Those that have irreversible vision loss due to any number of eye conditions from macular degeneration, diabetic retinopathy, to glaucoma, cataracts, and a number of other eye diseases, but nothing really for those that are uh, no light perception. We don't have any blindness products ourselves. So it does fit just that range of patients. But, you know, there are those that will do hobby work and they may be 2100 and they want to see better, but they want to see like 2020 
or even a little bit better because they are a stamp collector or maybe a coin collector and they want to see the details of something. So they want to have it really magnified or if they're working on a shipbuilding or some modeling, things like that, they may want to be able to see the high detail. So, you know, our products actually are used by end users in some cases who have 2020 vision themselves, but just want to have a little extra magnification to be able to see details for their hobbies or in some cases for their, their work. Uh, if they're doing inspection, for example, some of our products are used to inspect uh, different computer chips and different uh, things that are very, very small in nature. So, yes, the products are geared for those that have low vision, uh, and that is in that range of 2040 plus. Um, but again, some people will want to have the magnification solution uh, for hobbies and crafts, too. So you told us about the first part of the visual assessment. What happens next? Yes. So then uh, the second part is then a distance acuity, if the practitioner would like to have that. So those that have vision loss often have difficulty seeing both close up with near tasks like reading a book or looking at a prescription pill bottle, but they may also have difficulty looking far away. And that would be looking at um, a bus number or if they're McDonald's trying to read the board, look at the menu um, or other kind of tasks like that. So there's that in there as well, also with a string that can be used. Uh, and then that, that data can be collected by the low vision provider. And then the third is um, a set of absorptive filters, contrast enhancing filters that are able to be fit over a person's eyewear if they do wear eyewear or to be worn like glasses if they don't wear eyewear. So what we did is we chose, I think it's the top four tints that um, we found over the years that our customers order uh, for their patients, like a light yellow, amber, an orange, and a plum. And the idea there is to help address the issue that most people who have vision loss have, which is they have some contrast loss. So the idea is that during this exam, the patient puts one on and then looks around the room, tries to look at reading their newspaper or magazine, and the low vision provider will then ask them, okay, how does that feel on your eyes? Does it make things better for you? Or does it make things worse for you? And then we'll try the different tints. And usually there's one in there that will make things better for the patient, either looking at close up at um, different objects, or in some cases, if they do say that one of their tasks or goals is to, to reduce the glare they're getting from outside, the practitioner might have them walk to their window. And so can I look outside if it's a sunny day and see, okay, does that amber tint, does that help cut down on that glare? Does it make it more comfortable for you? So the tints then, uh, by kind of having the patient try those on, we'll get an idea of which one they think might be best uh, to produce the best outcomes for the patient. And so that kind of wraps up the diagnostic kit in terms of the, those three tests, a near acuity test, the distance acuity test, and then the filter test. And then actually when they're done, all the products go back in the case. There comes with the kit made label that they put on the case. And then at that point, the patient would then call us, Eschenbach, and we would arrange UPS to come right to their house to pick up that case. They don't need to worry about driving off to a UPS store or the post office to drop anything off. They'll come right to their home to pick that up. You've thought of everything to make this nice and easy for the <laughs> patient. We have tried. There's a lot of moving parts, but we've tried. So now we've done the assessment. What happens after the vision provider knows about the acuity and the issues that the patient's facing? So what they'll then do is they'll make a determination based on the goals that were presented and based on what they've determined is the magnification level that they need for near and or far away and what tint, they'll then call Eschenbach and say, okay, for patient Tim, I want to have sent to him these products that I think will be best suited to meet the goals. Great. 
will then put together another case that has those products in there. We'll actually take all the products out of the cases. We'll put them into bubble bags with large print labels on them to label the products and the magnification if needed into this kit with the iPad. And then uh, we ship that out to their patient. Meanwhile, the low vision provider has made another appointment with that patient, uh, say maybe a month in the future or whenever it is. And uh, we make sure that that's in time for that exam. And then kind of the similar process, the patient gets the case, they open it up, they take the iPad out, they turn it on, they activate the screen sharing app, and then uh, off they go with their second appointment. And then what happens there is the provider, who then also has a list of all the devices that were sent in the kit and has a picture actually of what it was, will then say, okay, patient, take the product in the lower right-hand corner. That's called a Max TV, for example, which is a telescopic device for watching television. And they'll say, okay, take that out and let's put that on your, your head. And if they have any questions, the patient can hold it up to the camera of the iPad and say, is this the right uh, device, doctor? Is this the right one? And they can confirm it. Yes, that's the right product. Great. Okay, let's put that product on. Okay, now I want you to look at the TV and I want you to focus it this way or that. And again, the whole time, the television provider is watching the patient, making sure that they're using it correctly, uh, setting it up correctly. And for example, if it's a handheld magnifier, uh, or a stand magnifier, they'll have them take that out, put it on the reading material, and they'll watch the patient using it. And at the same time, they're also taking a look at the overall environment of the patient, because what sometimes happens is that patients who will go to a low vision provider in the office, or even just a general primary care doctor, will have an exam done in a very, very brightly lit room, and they'll be given a very, very white chart with very, very dark letters to read, and it's like the maximum conditions for an eye test. But when they get home, they don't have those bright overhead lights that they have in the doctor's office, and they don't have a, a high contrast chart they're trying to read. They're trying to read a newspaper, which is very low contrast. By that, I mean, instead of a very, very white background, it's kind of a tan color the paper is. And the letters may not be as dark black as they are on the chart. So in this case, the provider might say, oh, you know what, I think we need to get a task light for you. And that may be something that would be sent separately. Or maybe they'll tell or ask the patient, hey, do you have a table lamp? Please bring that over because I can see that in your environment there, it's awfully dark and we need to improve the illumination to help you find even better success with the devices. So basically they go through that checklist of each goal that the patient's trying to accomplish. They'll go through the different devices and if for some reason one doesn't work out that well, we'll try another one. Um, and in fact, we try to make it easier for the practitioner who may say, okay, gosh, this patient I think is going to need a 5x magnifier based on the exam that I did. But um, what we can do if the provider wants is we can add one power lower, a 4x, and one power higher, a 6x as well. So if the patient takes out the 5x and starts using it on objects that they have that may have smaller print than what was on the chart, the provider can say, well, you know what, let's put the 5x down. Let's jump up to the 6x. Let's see if that works better for you. So you have a selection of these devices in there that the person can use in their own environment, and then they'll essentially, it's sort of like shopping. They'll pick out the one that works best for them. Exactly. And if they need you know, less magnification, they want a bigger field of view, they may say, you know what, let's put the 5X down. Let's give you the 4X because, of course, the lower the magnification, the bigger the field of view, and that might be better. So, yeah, they kind of go through and then figure out which one works best for the patient in the end. I assume for any devices that the patient is going to keep, you 
presumably sell these to the patient for some price. But all of these devices that you're shipping back and forth and having the patient try them out with the coaching from the provider, is that a separate cost? So there um, is a cost to the um, provider. Um, I don't know. I guess it's up to the provider if they're going to charge the patient for any of this. But the patient, basically, once they find a device at the end that works for them, it's up to the provider then to then determine how they're going to handle the financial part of the exam. So basically, the patient would just keep the things that they find that work best for them and then ship back to Eschenbach the ones that didn't work out for them. And then that's between the patient and the, and the doctor. What a great idea. How do people find out about your services? Do you pitch your services to the providers or people in general? How does that all work? Our customers are the eye care and vision rehab professionals. So we, we market it to them to encourage them to use this for their current visually impaired patient population, but also to expand out too to the uh, audience that they maybe aren't uh, caring for just yet. But if we uh, do have a person who is vision impaired that says, oh, gosh, you know what, I would be interested in this kind of service, they can actually reach out to us and we can try to put them in touch with a local low vision provider that then could arrange this system for them. Well, great. What a handy service. That really sounds like a great idea. Well, thank you. We uh, found the, from uh, anecdotal evidence that really the, the practitioners, really, and the, the patients, too, have found this to really fit a need for them. And so, yes, we're very pleased to be able to really provide the low vision providers just another way that they can work with their vision impaired patients, um, again, to make sure that they get the care and the devices. You are listening to Eyes on Success. Success, 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 success. Now for this week's final item, how to learn more about Eschenbach Optics House Call Tele-Low Vision Plan and how to contact them. Well, Tim, if people are interested in finding out more about Eschenbach Optic or testing out some of these devices in their own home, what would you suggest they do? So probably the best thing is to visit our website, and that's eschenbach.com, and that's uh, E-S-C-H-E-N-B-A-C-H. And on the website, they can look around at different devices. Uh, sometimes it's uh, it's a little difficult to kind of know which device is best for a person's particular condition, their eye condition, and what tasks they're trying to accomplish, uh, but they can get a sense for uh, the different categories of devices and things. And then if they can, they, they can ask their eye doctor or vision rehab professional, if they have one, uh, if they can offer this telehealth, this house call system, uh, or if they don't have one that does that, uh, they can email us at info at and we can uh, try to put them together with someone who does offer that. Is there a phone number for people who prefer that? Yes, there is. Thank you. I almost forgot that. So that we have a toll-free number. And that's 800-487-5389. Is this service available throughout the world? No. At this point in time, it's really just the North American Eschmach Optic uh, subsidiary that's doing this. So it's available just in the U.S. and Canada. Do you have a social media presence? We do. We have, and they're on our website, uh, all the different links for Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and I believe Instagram. And in case you're looking for that contact information and didn't catch it in the audio, it can be found in the show notes associated with this episode, which is episode 2309 at www.eyesonsuccess.net. 
That's it for today's show. Next week on Eyes on Success, we'll be talking about The Blind Kitchen. We'll speak with Deborah Erickson, executive chef and founder of The Blind Kitchen, where adaptive tools, helpful strategies, and specialized knowledge are provided to blind and vision-impaired people who want to cook safely, confidently, and independently. Boy, was she fun to talk to and had some very useful tips for cooking in the kitchen. So we hope you'll join us next week for that episode. You've been listening to Eyes on Success, hosted and produced by Nancy Goodman Torpy and Peter Torpy. You can access the full archive of previous shows, subscribe to the podcast, and much more by going to our website, www.eyesonsuccess.net. If you have questions about anything you've heard on the show or have suggestions for future shows, send an email to hosts at eyesonsuccess.net. Thank you for listening and have a nice day.